Tally ho and welcome to uh, Podcast the Rides European Vacation hosted by three guys who are excited to learn there's a whole country that's like the Austin Powers bar in Glendale. I'm Scott Gardner joined by Mike Carlson. What what? <laughs> Imagine oh, the huh? the bar a whole country of the bar. Okay, there's this really nice bar in Glendale that's themed to the film Austin Powers that I love. And I'm surprised to learn that the location from that movie is actually a real place in real life I can visit. It's a, it is real and it is just as swinging. Wow. Cause that Glendale Austin Powers bar is so swinging and not shady at all. It's definitely, it's, it's very not shady, very not sticky. It's a fine establishment that I'm sure will uh, survive the pandemic. Uh, Jason Sheridan, can you believe this? Uh, I just can't imagine a whole country that's as cool as that Austin Powers bar. <laughs> Have you been to the Austin Powers bar, Jason? You know, I actually haven't. Okay. Uh, you, we, I don't know why you didn't go. I think I invited you. I, I went with Anthony Geo and a, a biz biz friend one night. Mm, I've been several. Yeah, I think he's a frequenter. Um, and it's all day. It's all um, black light. Is that right? Or like uh, uh, maybe painting? you might call it that. Kind I don't of? know. If, I don't know if it's like a cheaper version of black light. Maybe like Austin Powers liked. Uh, yeah. He liked to be in a in a haunted house all the time. Like and, uh, yeah, like a velvet Led Zeppelin paint. You know, poster. Uh-huh. Any if you make it out to Glendale and the pandemic is over, and the Austin Powers bar is still there, just take a look at it, but don't stay long. <laughs> Yeah, it might be. It might have been going this entire time. By the way, they might have never, <laughs> never closed during the pandemic. <laughs> Seems very possible. If any bar was was to not, you would just go up to the door, knock, and say, "Do I make you horny, baby?" And they'd let you in <laughs> if you had a secret word. They know the obscure code. Very obscure code. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we actually we are talking about a uh, a a British themed environment that is uh, uh, a lot more. Uh, ornate and well done if you can imagine then the austin then the austin powers bar i think so we'll decide as we go we'll decide. Uh, um the uh, the second stop on podcast reds european vacation or i guess the third if you you know head to the second gate to check out the the day trips we just went to the popeye village in malta and had a good time uh but we're talking today about a place uh that is uh, southwest of london it's a place called chessington world of adventures i had never heard of this park i don't know if you guys had before no um but i'm glad i have now and we were made aware of it by our guest today let's bring him in he is a staff writer for the atlantic and along with ptr legend griffin newman he hosts the excellent podcast blank check david sims is with us hi guys i just want to say something about this austin powers bar that i didn't know existed until you were talking oh really oh yeah yeah. it's called the electric pussycat i'm seeing here yes um that's correct you know so i just googled while you were talking just to see like all right what are they you know how how austin powers are we talking two things one obviously britain just like this place just in general the whole vibe the whole thing mostly black lights right black lights (laughs) union jacks everywhere you know velvet and velour and like squiggly lines you know how like austin powers it's all like you know they love like zigzags Um, oh yeah yeah. it's real zigzaggy country Um, and a lot of double-decker buses uh both inside and outside right right. uh two uh for my podcast we recently ish i mean like six months ago now uh went to something called trolls the experience that was like a sort of a themed interactive uh 
whatever inside park like uh, devoted pop to the movie up trolls the themed yeah, experience yeah, exactly. sure yeah, pop up an activation uh, an activate yeah they they sure <laughs> activated the heck out of you know an empty office in midtown and it had the basic it didn't have the same like items but the same visual aesthetic as this basically like a lot of purple and pink you know what i mean um and like yeah. in the dark does that kind of maybe get you around um you know having to do a, a very complicated themed environment right if it's right. mostly in the right. dark with just some splashes of color right so you don't mm-hmm. right you know you can you can like that's that's cutting you a lot of corners right yes absolutely it, it seems like it yeah um well i don't know about this trolls thing uh, what else can you tell us about that uh it's basically like you know it's the it's it's centered on the movie trolls so there's a lot of like lore and characters from those movies if you haven't seen them so if you're going in expecting like the toy trolls you're out of luck but they like mm-hmm, do your trolls. hair and you have to like i don't know you make a like a mix tape and you, you gather up some you know glitter and you have a dance party it's all very fun and when we did it it was three grown men and they very clearly like made sure we were alone. Like they were like, you're not going in with a group of kids. Like you guys are going to have to deal with this by yourself. We're going to sort of like hermetically have you have the, it was very, everyone was very professional. You can listen to our episode about it. It was a very, they did the best they could with three 30 something guys being like, uh, Hey, we're here for trolls. The experience. We hit a Patreon goal. So we have to do this. Like, they were they were all very nice. <laughs> Wait, they do your hair. They do. You have to pay extra if you want a physical wig. Otherwise, you get a paper hat, essentially, in the shape of troll. <laughs> okay. Yes. And did you not pay for the wig? We did not pay for the wig. But I did get mm. a lot of glitter on my face. I don't know. You know, I, I, I did as much as I physically could. You got wrapped up in the spirit. Yep. Uh, yeah. You, I'm sure, were singing the Timberlake song. The, yeah, Poppy and uh, Branch. I believe those are the names of the, the lead characters <laughs> in Trolls. <laughs> Was hanging out did, with them. Did the Trolls fart glitter? Uh, they didn't in front of us because mostly it was just a bunch of like <laughs> eager 20-something you imagine like Broadway, you know, aspiring Broadway actor types like leading us around. But I have seen both right. of those movies and they do fart glitter. Right. Okay. They saved that effect. They had that effect in Universal Studios, I think, Florida. Oh, that's impressive. So they must not. Mm-hmm. They didn't roll it out, I guess, to the uh, startup experience, whatever that experience was. Yes. Um, this, you know, it's going to be exciting for, we'll, we'll all know the mythology very well when Trolls World Tour wins Best Picture at the, it's the front runner, <laughs> right? movie <Like>, list <laughs> Academy Awards. Is that the highest grossing, like, of the year with an asterisk? Uh, or is it Sonic? I, oh, yeah, no, Sonic's, uh, Sonic's doing good, right. Sonic still has, yeah. he had those solid three pre-COVID months, like, to, to all do so- well. <laughs> Sonic was this year? Yeah. Jesus. Sonic, I, Sonic was this he year. He was the Valentine's you know Day surprise. You know what else was yeah. this year? <laughs> yeah. Sonic and uh, Doolittle. Yep. Doolittle was this year. Doolittle is going to be nominated for Best Picture at least. <laughs> Doolittle. It's not going to win because maybe there were some problems with it, but it'll be in the top 10 at five or 10. Right. There's some <laughs> politics. So, yeah, may, maybe it'll it's too polarizing to win, but right, it'll, it'll get a, a good chunk of nominations. There's there's animal uh, ass play <laughs> in both troll and troll. I guess trolls aren't animals. I guess they're cre- magical creatures. I apologize to the trolls. Wait, you can say, so farting glitter is ass play. 
and reaching up into a, a dragon's asshole to get what was it again? I think it was uh, armor. Bagpipes? No, bag, yeah, bagpipes. Yeah. 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 Oh yes, bagpipes were the button. That was the funny punchline. After mm-hmm. pulling out like multiple suits of armor, seat. I should have said seat play. I apologize seat. to all the. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, yeah. We call butt seats, so we have to call them seat holes. Uh, oh, it reached yeah. into a seat hole. <laughs> COVID, COVID has made me uh, filthier in my language, and I apologize. Well, that's the old. We as part of this European vacation, we're yeah. getting uh, we're getting a lot raunchier. We're getting a looser. Mm-hmm european attitude i'm going through character development now and i'm becoming a little bit less uh, uptight when it comes to certain material <laughs> less of a prude i see yes it's my awakening it's my awakening with language and with sexuality so apologies david if it's uh, we aren't you know the most proper hosts I support you on all your journeys <laughs> thank you well <laughs> <laughs> um, you're skeptical. Um, you're imagining let's journeys a, that we shouldn't let's be. Let's not encourage on. him too much. Sure, right? sure, we sure. want to encourage him, but we don't want to push him too far. Um, okay. Be- well, before we get into the park uh, uh, today, we're, we're we're talking about this this partially because you know, I uh, David, I listened to, to Blank Check, and there's a there's a fact that comes up. Uh, pretty sparingly it's it's always handled very tastefully if it comes up which is rarely uh and that is the the kind of obscure fact that you actually grew up in britain i did yes and of course anytime it comes up everyone's very charmed and very delighted to hear it and everyone's really nice to me about it uh, everyone lets it pass uh, right, in a very exactly. very sweet way griffin couldn't be cooler um, <laughs> but yes i did i did move to england at the age of nine and i lived there till i was 22 um, in London, in North London. So yes, I spent right. all of my adolescence there, and certainly I've never been to, uh, you know, Disneyland, Disney World, like the 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 the, the King American theme parks, because we just weren't here, you know, and like you know. But I have been to Britain's excuses for theme parks, some of which are very, <laughs> some like, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be too mean, but uh, it's a little. Well, different. that's what. I was going to ask, you know, you brought this this main topic to us, but I but I was curious, any, any since we haven't really done a lot of uh, London or England or if, you know, knowing that um, uh, the three of us all really enjoy uh, stupid, inane themed experiences, um, were we to uh, go to London or, or anywhere else in England? Is there anything anything else you would recommend in the world of the you know the dumbest themed entertainment this possible? Is, yeah, this is the problem because like I feel like you got you know like Alton Towers, which maybe you've uh, dug up in your research. I'm not sure. You know that's kind of like the king park in England of like you know it's got great rides. Like they're you know that that's sort of if you're a Briton and you want to go on like you know hair-raising roller coasters that's where you're gonna go and then thorpe park is kind of number two chessington is a, a a solid third like very much not challenging but i don't Perfect. think i'm so glad that's our choice yeah, for exactly. the uh, it's, britain's it's, third best park right third best park same parent company yeah yes exactly three uh and wow. honestly uh, if you're throwing legoland in there like chessington might not be able to match legoland like which is another you know but like i don't like same parent company on that right. too i don't <laughs> monopoly yeah really see now now you're you guys know more than me i did i did know that there was this this one parent company controlling so many of these places but there's not like a lot of places that have this sort of extensive really thought through theming right like the worlds with like characters and like all that stuff in britain at all i think like i can't think of 
the best best place to go for for that. You know, I think your your option would probably be Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney, whatever whatever it's branded as now. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, like, which is pretty fairly close. Yeah. yeah, like that's and like that was a spot where when I was a kid, I think my parents were like, well, maybe we could go there, but it had such a bad reputation in the '90s as kind of like. <laughs> that the launch had sort of flopped and it, you know, they weren't really figuring, I feel like maybe it has a better rep now. I don't, I don't think it didn't when I was a kid. Uh, I've made my mixed opinions uh, known on, on the podcast. I, uh, there's some wonderful things there and I think it was designed with the best intent, but mm. man, there is, there is some trash. There yeah. is some big time trash around that place. It uh, was on the way up before the world shut down. Really? It, 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 it was getting some new stuff. Yeah. I well, they know. they finally closed the Armageddon themed <laughs> experience. Uh, the, there was a little there's a corner of the park that's Armageddon and Aerosmith, yeah. which and Aerosmith did the song for Armageddon, so it's really Aerosmith Alley. And Armageddon um, obliterates the city of Paris in a scene that has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like it's essentially a visual effects demonstration. They're like, "Oh, let's check in with how's Worth doing," and you just see Paris getting nuked with a meteor. Is that right? And then you don't see any like human fallout. No, from no one, that. No one even happens. brings up like, by the way, millions dead from that. Like everyone's just like, <laughs> "We did it! We blew up the asteroid!" And everyone's like waving American flags and like it's that it's funny that in Paris they were like, "Let's let's let's highlight this! Like let's bring this up." cold callous (laughs) destruction of our entire city (laughs) Um, that's kind of true in a lot of disaster movies i guess that you just you see maybe stoke cities that we care about because it's in america or something but then they'll just toss off like mumbai is gone and everybody just looks down for a second and that's it (laughs) that happened in independence day with chicago i think they say chicago has been destroyed but you never get to see anything right so when i was a little like young not that little but when i was watching it i was like Chicago destroyed. We don't even get to see it. We don't even get to enjoy Wrigley Field being blown up. <laughs> what a bummer! Yeah, you're left yeah. out of the. Um, and Jason, so you got nothing, certain, right? I just, I just watched What's the that? scene. I just queued it up on YouTube and watched it. It's thirty seconds long. That's 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 oh, what what? Paris gets. Paris just getting oh, blown oh. up. Yeah, no, Chicago. I think doesn't get anything. I, I vaguely remember. What you're yeah, talking. you don't. Yeah, you don't see anything. You don't get any gratitude. Yeah, it's just like yeah, all those uh, all those cities are gone. We don't have the budget. Off screen. <laughs> Rope them off. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. Let's get on with this. <laughs> like a soap opera character. Yep. I'm sorry they had to go. Uh, um, uh, but so, okay. So, you, so you're implying that, um, you know, themed theme parks are, are different. Themed entertainment is, is, is different and perhaps uh, like maybe a little a little lesser than in uh, in England. I mean, I don't want to be too rude because I'm not an expert I in, and I haven't been to Alton Towers or Thorpe Park since I was a little kid. And like, you know, I'm sure they had, you know, with Alton Towers is on like um, a big old there's like a big old castle there that they bought. Like, so I think that's really nice. You know, like I think there's lots of, there's nice things, but I always think of those places and they would advertise constantly on TV when I was a kid. Cause I'm a kid. I'm watching kids shows. They're advertising roller coasters to me. It was always about like, we got, we just got the, the gnarliest new ride. Like you won't believe how intense this thing is. Like that's what they were always leading with. Not like 
come to a magical universe and it's fun for the whole family. It was like, we're going to, you're going to die. You're going to, it's going to be awful. You're, you'll, you'll be so upset after you do this. And the kids are like, I got to ride Nemesis. Like I got to ride this, this insane thing that's going to warp my brain. Well, David, since you bring that up, I feel like I should let you know, since you are a film writer, Alton Towers, in the last couple of years, introduced a roller coaster based on the Wicker Man. Wow. That goes through <laughs> the Wicker Man. All right. I'm into what? that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. By the way, that's cool. I'm assuming it's it's yeah. a wooden coaster, right? I, I would assume. Yeah, it's but, a wooden coaster yeah. that goes through the big wooden guy I, I think generic like i don't think it's cage i don't i don't know that you get a lot of nick cage right. i think you just get like smoke effects they don't like throw like, toast at you or i'm trying to think of like uh the like bees the no bees yeah, no bees right yeah yeah no writhing beheaded animatronic no he's not um, like punching it, women like like throughout <laughs> Oh, that's right. Is there a? I don't. I haven't watched this montage of insane parts mm. of that movie in a while. But does he? Is he in a bear costume and punches a woman? Well, because it's a Neil LeBute movie. Neil LeBute, a famously chill dude. Yes. And, and he his like <laughs> his like revamp of the original movie is it's like this is like a, a female only colony, and that's why they're like be obsessed. They're 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 you know farming honey or whatever. But it's all women, and so when Cage has to like start trying to fight his way out he's just like throwing women against the wall and punching people and he's wearing a bear suit for some reason so it's not I he's will. not targeting women no, he just what can he do? moves around to punch yeah Neil <laughs> definitely no other doesn't options. have any problems with women and if you look throughout all his works you'll definitely not see anything like that that would alarm you <laughs> uh, I have the Wicker Man now as my background. I just want the Wicker Man coaster. If you can see it, it looks intense. That looks cool. It looks no, Gook Scott Google. It is cool as shit. It is so cool looking. It's like a weird. They made this crazy wooden Wicker Man in the middle of a wooden coaster, and at night, especially if you watch a ride through. It looks incredible, honestly. I wow, mean, that's the thing. Like, I think Britain's got good coasters. Like, there's no you know national shame on that front i just think it lacks right. it lacks for the more thought through like Whi- themed universes whimsy fairy magic I, that's the type of yeah. you know imagineering we're looking for dark like whim like cute little dark rides well, that have more that's what chessington brought to the table i mean maybe yes. one reason yes. also that britain is light on whimsy is that like britain's a fairly whimsical country and if you go to many a small town in Britain, it feels like you're in a theme park. Like they're very cute. They have these old town squares. You know, there's lots of old architecture. You can buy fudge. Like it's not that far from, <laughs> I don't know, like a, whatever. You say like, hello to Paddington on your way to work. <laughs> He's exactly. <laughs> so, He's so maybe that, some- that's why maybe that's they just that's just not something people really need from a theme park. Oh, and how many theme parks? And how many theme parks is the theme London? Now that I add up what you're saying, like how many Big Bens are out there? How many little even like Universal Hollywood as a, a little fake uh, London? Like if 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 it is the place that theme parks are emulating, then how do you go one step beyond that? Right. Hmm, and there's lots of old timey villages you can visit where it's you know they got that here too, right? Where you know pretend it's the days of yore you were all going to go to a tin mine you know all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) but i'll say this you know since we're starting to 
you know, talk a little about Chesington. Uh, this, I don't know why this struck me as very, like, British, but they have three different attractions based on books. Mm. That doesn't happen in America. Very literary. Ew. 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 <laughs> I mean, kids' books, but still books, <laughs> okay. nonetheless. I, all right, you got me back on board a little bit. One thing I'm, there's pictures. Is Britain going to have, like, a Harry Potter world? Because that does seem like something, like, that's sort of a layup, and I don't, I don't know why that hasn't been... Maybe well, it has, they've for got, all I know. They've got that tour of the sets. Right, right, right. Still, right? Yeah. But I think that's really all they have right now. Yeah. Well, and they have something coming called the London Resort, which is selling itself as, like, a world-class theme park, mm. like, trying to compete on the Disney and Universal level. Oh, I'm looking at I don't this, know right? This. Yeah, this looks fancy. Wow. I don't know yeah. why it's called the London Resort. So, it's clearly not in London, but, uh, like, right. whatever. I guess Disneyland Paris is not in Paris. True, right? Oh, true. Um, but I guess London—that's a—that's a national and that's a global brand. Everyone knows London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> close, it's close enough. But that makes sense to me uh, that someone's like, you know what? There's a bit of a gap here for like a true Disney World style place where people could actually stay and you know have a great time. Mm-hmm. David, I had a question since you live there. Mm. If you could explain a little about how people kind of do vacations mm. because the Chesington website has a million a million different spots where it a- is advertising come here for a short break mm. and I didn't oh, know about phrase. short, short break. break yeah so from what I can suss out is a short break is one or two nights away and a holiday is anything longer than three nights I would is yes. that stupid and wrong no i think that's absolutely right a short break is just as far as i would think of it as a weekend you know right a weekend break um i don't yeah it is funny to think of that like you know i grow i grew up in britain and even though i always had an i was always the american like i always i retained an accent etc like there's all these like idiomatic ways of speaking that you forget about such as saying like i'm going on holidays like things like that um, there is this sort of obsession. There's a place in Britain, a chain called Butlins. I, I don't know. If, does that, I assume, does that mean anything mm-hmm. to you guys? No, no. 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 Uh, which is, there. I'm sure there are American versions of it, but it's like, you know, that's a place you take your kid. It's like a tented city where you will stay. There's water parks, there's rides, and like it's, it's going to be a whole package deal, like maybe for a weekend or longer, where you can essentially just let your kids run wild while you go to the pub again not to stereotype the country i grew up in and i'm a citizen of but that is absolutely i think how a lot of brits approach their holidays and Mm -hmm. like that's rooted in like what i think of as the classic british vacation because it's an island nation that only really started entertaining europe as a great place to visit in the last few decades so like the classic thing is you go to the british seaside like blackpool skegness these kind of like margate these sort of you know boardwalky towns and there's a Ferris wheel and there's a Helter Skelter, you know, like there's stuff like that. Like that, that kind of bleak thing is it was British seaside vacationing until eventually I think it was like, oh, we could go to Spain. Like it's like an hour on the plane. <laughs> like like <laughs> we can go to like, like we can go to like uh, Umbria, like, you know, these beautiful like we can Sicily. Like, you know, they, this is all incredibly cheap. Like once like low cost flights started happening, that's that sort of upended everything. 
Interesting. Yeah. But you 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 found, you think some of these seaside places there, there, there was something depressing about it closer to, to 1900 or so. I mean, again, not to, I I feel like I'm just coming on and I am getting in every stereotype that Europeans have about Brits, but yes, like they're incredibly <laughs> wow. depressing places. Like they're they're like a Blackpool, which is kind of like the king resort town in Britain and probably pe- I think a lot of people still go there genuinely to go on holiday. Like it could be raining the entire time. Like the food is, the food's not going to be very good. Like it's, I don't know what you're getting out of Blackpool apart from that. You can see the North sea, which is a freezing lake in between Ireland and Britain. Like, not lake, but, you know, like it's a, a freezing body of water. And like, I, there's the very classic unfair British stereotype of like people going to the beach and it's that they drive up to the beach and never leave their car and eat a sandwich and then they drive home and like of course that's not really how Brits experience the seaside but that's how Europeans think British people experience pleasure (laughs) that's how I'm going to the beach these days literally I've I've literally done this driven to the beach eaten a sandwich not gotten out of my that's how we have to do it now I feel so bad I want to clarify like Britain actually has lots of good food the weather isn't so bad you know like all these stereotypes are a little exaggerated but at the same time you know in Britain certainly people make fun of them you know like those these are the jokes yeah (laughs) you know because you lived in it you were there I did um, uh, Blackpool has a uh, fake Eiffel Tower. Yes. Uh, see, I don't know if it's is it. I don't know if it's specifically supposed to be the Eiffel Tower, but it's yeah, very Eiffel Tower. It's a big tower. Like that. That's kind of their thing. They got the big tower. I forget what it's called. At Blackpool. Could tower, we all? Something we could all do maybe is uh, a, a future tournament could be fake Eiffel Towers. Mm. There oh, are a number no. of those across yeah. theme park world at the Americana, again, to bring up Glendale, uh, uh, home of the Austin Powers bar. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have a knee jerk what the best fake Eiffel Tower is? Me? Mm. I've got to stand up for Blackpool Tower. Absolutely. I mean, like, if it, <laughs> if, like I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, I mean, I think of Vegas, obviously. Where, where are other fake I think it seems like a, yeah Vegas is a good one uh the, the Disney World one's too small I think I think that one's not competing yeah like all, every Legoland has a fake Eiffel Tower too I've been to I think two mm, Legolands right. they definitely both had them um yeah, the, the Legoland we have not done one Legoland anyway and there is yeah there's one in England too, as part of the same corporate umbrella Which is very nice I, I remember mm. uh I went there a couple times. I remember having a great time at Legoland. Lego's great. Like, it's hard to argue with Lego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People seem very yeah. fond of those places. Do you, do you, now, do you think that you would have... Uh, was your uh, fondness for Chessington uh, purely proximity? Or or if, if all of these places were closer, do you think you still would have uh, chosen Chessington for your theme park needs? My fondness was... It was partly out of proximity, certainly. Like, as a teenager, I could just take the train there. With I would not even need alt- adult supervision. Like, it was, you know, it was a day trip away. But so was Thorpe Park, which is a, a, you know, has more intense rides, probably like a better theme park overall. And as a teenager, I was such a scaredy cat that I definitely gravitated towards Chessington. Like, Chessington was about the speed I could handle, where, like... <laughs> The most intense rides at Chessington, even I was like, oh, I, okay, this isn't so bad. Like, you know, whereas like um, Thorpe Park, 
kind of freaked me out a little bit. And like, there's also just like you, you guys know, like when you're a teenager and you're going with like four male friends to a theme park, there's that weird egotistical one-upmanship of like, well, I can do anything. Like, we're all gonna do this because this is the this is the scariest thing. And I was such a, I was very. I'm, I'm, I remain, as I believe listeners of my podcast will know, we did a Six Flags episode. I'm not a huge fan of speed or heights. Like, those are not things <laughs> sure. I, like, I need to feel in my life, like great heights and great speed. And so, you know, like, as a, as a grown-up, I'm just like, great, I, I can avoid that. And Griff, you know, Griffin Newman, my co-host, he wants to take me to Disney World. I'm excited to do that because... As he's kind of made clear to me, like speed and heights are not really the the primary experiences there anyway. Like that that it's sort of a different vibe. But uh, yeah, yeah, they could be if you were seeking it. But sure. yeah, there is plenty of soft stuff to do. Uh, yeah, soft. you're in good company here with that. Except, for, well, you know, Jason's a speed demon and a height um, devil. I was going to say miser. <laughs> height miser. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, truth hurts sometimes, you know. Height miser Jason Sheridan. Height miser. <laughs> That'll stick. Uh, I like that. Uh, um, yeah. Do you remember anything you were avoiding in, in Thorpe or something that you you did or, or Alden Tower, yeah. something that you like pushed your limits and did it and then hated it or something that is still is frightening to you and you'll never do? I'm now trying to see if they still have it. Thorpe Park definitely had a ride called X No Way Out, which I believe may be gone <laughs> which yeah now wow. that i say it out loud that it is it's sort of a threatening like but that was a, a famously backwards ride one of those you know it goes backwards yeah. instead of forwards and i remember doing that like kind of whatever like you know i was being pressured into doing that and i and, like my experience with roller coasters is always like you know if i do it it's it's fine it's not the end of the world i survived but i never have the feeling like it has just never sparked for me where I'm like, Oh, you know what? Like I get it now. I got to do this all the time. It was always more of a thing of like, well, I did it to say that I could do that. I, you know, I did it to check the box. Colossus. You that were was a not, big one. I don't think I ever did Colossus. Now they're all different. Now they've got something based around saw. Are you guys seeing this? Yes. They have a saw. Cause I looked up Thor park. I read up cause they had like the same sort of website and as this one. Right. And they have saw the ride. What? Which is just there's the little puppet guy. He's like taunting you. Yeah, he's taunting you. But it's it seems like it's just an off the rack roller coaster with the saw logo. Yeah, that's a waste of the saw IP. Well, I mean, you guys might know, like you know, Chris Rock is relaunching Saw. The exciting new movie Spiral is coming to theaters uh, next year, I guess. Now. Uh, do you think they'll, aware of this. They'll, they'll seize the opportunity to like to re, you know make to kind of a prestige rebrand of Saw the Ride? Uh, yes, they'll <laughs> add a different puppet to the queue, sure, and that'll be it. The done deal. End of that. And the yeah, the puppet says, "I think I love my wife." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Be careful. <laughs> what you might all? discover you love your wife. Is Saw part of the Rockiverse? Uh, I think it is now, right? That's part of the deal. Wow. That's great. The Chris Rockiverse. The Chris Rockiverse. Yeah. I was like, what is Rock? I and mean, we just said Chris Rock, but I couldn't wrap my head around Rockiverse. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have a better name for it, I'd like to hear it, Scott. <laughs> no, no, I certainly don't. Um, I do. I, I prefer calling him not Chris Rock, but the, the Rock Miser. Um, oh, okay. So that's why I got confused. <laughs> that's fine.
Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Um, uh, okay, but let's to, to head into uh, Chessington, mm-hmm. where you need not be afraid of, uh, well, I mean, there's frights. There's definitely frights as well as, as delights. Uh, um, yeah, you could easily be startled by Professor Burp's bubble works. We're going to talk about uh, Professor Burp. <laughs> I mean, Rest in peace. do we Rest just head peace. right into it? Because, the okay, here's, well, the, the, my overall take not knowing anything about the spark and starting to dig in um it you know we we just came for uh, david the last episode we did was basically a uh, uh in italy there's an entire ripoff universal studios where they're like uh you know pulling ip that they clearly don't have the rights to and they like use doc brown or mary poppins until someone complains and then they hide them in a shed and never use them again <laughs> okay um it's just this, this very desperate grab for other people's ip they're just so chasing it and craving for it and it doesn't really didn't really work out uh chesington i feel like is full of original ip mm-hmm. that is very delightful very creative very british yes. in a lot of cases um i i, I find this place so charming and it, i mean just the, what i view as like the primary three that, that really jumped out at me are like i think some of the most like original theme park rides we've ever come across so tell me the three i'm excited um well the, i mean we should kick it okay. off with i mean certainly we could build to it but I, I mean, what we just you what you just it. mentioned, Professor Burp's Bubble Works. Okay. I mean, Professor if the audience Burp. isn't excited already <laughs> by this phrase, um, I mean, we could uh, the, the the very short sentence about it is uh, that Professor Burp invites you to a tour of his wacky soda factory. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anything that in no, the synopsis? Yeah, it had kind of a vague, I guess, Willy Wonka vibe to it, right? Like it's a it's a mm-hmm. water ride. It's a dark ride. You're in like a, a tube floating around and it's a it's a factory making soda. So there's all kinds of bubble stuff. Uh, to be clear, it no longer exists, uh, which right. I uh, was sort right. of sad to learn. I think I vaguely had heard this, um, but it, when it, it was opened when I was, it, what, like, yeah, 1990, right? And it ran uh, for, like, 15, 16 years. And when I was when I was going there to Chessington, obviously, Chessington had real rides. So, like, you know, when you're with your friends, they want to do, we're going to talk about some of them. But... I remember when I was like 10 being like, I think that's the best ride and that not being that controversial opinion, even among my friends trying to seem cool going on the nastiest rides. Like they were like, yeah, there's something about bubble works. Like there's something about it. that's just kind of, just kind of a blast. It had a strobe light section. I think that's what we all liked the most. Like, at the end where they're like, we're, we're going to show you how we, you know, whatever. Here's the final step to soda making. And then you were in this like big open hall and there'd be strobes going. So all of the like, all the water looked crazy and you would, you know, 
Wave it's like big fountains yeah. like shooting over the, the your your ride track and you're in like a they might even call them tubs you're yeah. in this like circular round thing so it's like a uh, it's 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 like a whitewater rafting ride that isn't uh, rough you just like yeah. casually float and spin so you get different views of everything as you go it's like a tea it's like you're in a tea the teacups at Disneyland but it's in water uh, yes, yeah. exactly. And right. And they like Chessington had like a log flume, like it had actual water rides, but this was gentle, but still like mm-hmm. it, it had atmosphere, which I guess most Chessington rides had less of. Most Chessington rides were pretty basic, I feel like. And like, you know, maybe they had a little color. They had like some cute theming or whatever. But like this was a like this was something where there there had been actual thought invested in like the progression of it. Uh, and it always felt very satisfying at the end when you went through the whole strobe universe. It sounds well, great. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was just gonna say it is like, I mean, if uh, probably the based, you know, on the Wonka, Willy Wonka scene where they go through the boat and it's like an acid trip. It feels like even like teenage, even like jaded teens would be like, man, it's like being on drugs, yes. man. Like it's crazy. Yes. So like that feels like for teens that might have been the the appeal because it would it would like it look from watching the video. I feel like you know it messes with you a little bit. It, that I think that's right. That now that's exactly it. As a teen, you could still argue like, well, it's trippy. Like so that's cool. Yeah. Right? Like that was kind of the way you could get into a pretend tub for professor burps bubble works and not feel like a like a fool like you know you'd be like no we got to we actually got to do that and the other mm-hmm. fun is that i remember it's right next to the vampire which is one of their rides that i think is still going and so the vampire would always be going right by you as you were in line so there was it, it was like and it, there's a lot of trees around i just remember it being the best area of the park in terms of you feeling like you're in an actual little universe Maybe the most themes, maybe the most like Disney Universal caliber little zone yeah. they had. Um, I yeah, I, I think this this thing looks so delightful. I think it has the the spirit of Willy Wonka without being a, a ripoff right. of Willy Wonka. Right. It's it's I mean certainly inspired by that, but very much its own little universe. Some some details I wanted to point out that I like. You see a lot of posters of different experimental types of soda that Professor Burp is working on, uh, such as Luminous Pop, the bedtime drink. Uh, it I think and I think it says under that somewhere it, it glows so you can read with it. So if you if you're drinking this soda in the dark, it is also a nightlight. That's great. I don't. There's something I don't have any further details about it, but something called jackpot juice. <laughs> I assume there was That's some money just... going on there, right? Like, you know, was, and there's a yeah. Well, mm-hmm. per, yeah. Professor Burp got bought out. His contract got bought out by the Jones Soda Company with their, all their wacky flavors. Mm. They <laughs> they outbid Chesington. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of yeah generic genericified his operation. Uh, uh, not sure if Jones kept the juice jacuzzi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there's also there was like a tickle thing i remember like i guess that's to test like, the tickle test if the if the bubbles are tickling you and i don't i don't know like they, they they found every angle on this that they possibly could which is so yeah. specific a soda for like how do you think of uh you know dozens of jokes about weird sodas right and and they they did pull it off um 
I want to talk about a guy who I think is the main uh, a person behind this ride, mm. a guy named John Wardley. Yeah. Uh, and and I found an interview. He, he I think, did a lot of the rides that, that I found so charming, the dark ride kind of uh, things, and, and a lot of stuff at Alton Towers, too. Uh, I found an interview with him where he's on the ride and kind of pointing out stuff. He explains the 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 impetus of it, which was uh, he, he thought about doing a ride about a brewery uh, seeing how beer gets made, but you can't really do that with kids. So thus it became a, a soda factory. And then uh, he does a little part of this. So I think will be better coming from him. I'm going to screen share here. Uh, and this is him talking about a part of the ride that I think is, is very fun. Uh, and here's John Wardley. When we were considering the actual processes of testing the pop over there, that is the fart tester that tests the fartability of, of the pop. <laughs> now, we actually had a board meeting to discuss whether we could use the word fart. Oh, that was a good one, Matt. Um, that's that's that pretty much um, with the uh, hard egg, a bad egg. I'm, bad I'm looking egg, at the, says, yeah. uh, the the fart meter here. There's a man in a little chair who I guess farts in the chair and it propels him up like a carnival game, like a ring the buzzer carnival game. And he hits different levels of fartability. Um, wait, if I move the play, yeah, uh, Whiffy is one level of fartability. Whoop, whoopy, whoops. Uh, I think it says bad egg. Heinz 57. Sure. sure. <laughs> what is fart. that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. That's why Heinz. Okay, okay. Because, you know, Brits are supposed to what? bake beans. Right. What? Oh. What? They love it. Oh, I, I get it now. I can't see what that top one is. Something about splitter, but I don't know what it's. Pants, Pants splitter? splitter? Pants so, yeah. splitter. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, the big, like, fart joke zone of this ride and this, like, I love this stuffy guy. Like, we talked about if we can actually use the word fart. They had a board meeting, apparently. Um, a board meeting about uh, <laughs> British farts. Um, how, how delightful. Um, yeah, uh, this thing's so fun. And then w what happened with it is that they kept the same ride, but they kind of couldn't keep it going unless there was a sponsor. Yep. Thus, it became a different ride, still a, a bubble-oriented place, so still a bubble works, but now called Imperial Leather Bubble Works which is a phrase that makes no sense to me, but I guess you would know that that's a, that's a variety of soap. Yeah, it's like a big soap brand in Britain. You know, the, all these British companies, like, you know, they were formed in, like, the Victorian era, so they all sound, like, incredibly fancy. Imperial Leather is just, like, I don't know, it's like Dove. What's, like, a common soap here? It's just a regular old soap. <laughs> yeah um, but dressed up if yeah. you put yeah, yeah. grand and uh, uh ye old and victorian in the title then it seems like something um but so uh they redid it as now a a, a, a tour of a soap factory um which people did not like as much. it was just like a big ad for this brand of soap uh, I, I saw it <laughs> referred to as monotonous, charmless, and at best a highly irritating advert for its sponsor. And among the, the people who hated it was this guy, John Wardley, who really like disowned the ride, was so dis disgusted by what they did with it and spoke publicly about how they removed all of the charm. Uh, Mike and Jason, 
this is a syndrome we've seen before. The creator oh, of, of the ride being publicly disparaging of the bad redo of it. This is so much like Tony Baxter. Uh, uh, David, we really revere this one Imagineer who's mm. behind uh, Splash Mountain and uh, Star Tours and all this great stuff. Um, I was thinking that anyway, and then the Season Pass podcast, I think, had this guy on the show, and they referred to him as uh, the Tony Baxter of Britain. That makes sense. Yes. Oh. And the ride itself is very, like, journey into imagination, trippy, mm. a lot of fun stuff going on. Mm. And it is very similar. Like, it's exactly the same story, really. For what happened to those two rides, yes, and stripping it uh, in stripping the ride of its wonderful main character, in one case Figment the dragon, and in another case Professor Burp. Professor Burp, which we love him now, and is again, is he available? Can we now access him and make IP movie and TV shows with him? We would like to investigate that. Um, um, yeah, further. I, did, did have we seen that he is now? There is a Chessington like cinematic universe. Mm. He's oh. connected to character on another ride. Really? Well. Wait, yes. I haven't got Oh, this. I like that. Oh. So uh, let me hear. I have it here. Uh, there's a character named Zappomatic. Did, did you see him? Did you <laughs> yes. find him? Yes. And this so, is uh, oh. this is on the ride, the Fifth Dimension. Right, which was rethemed to Terror Tomb. Uh huh. So this says, although they only got to know each other for three years, Burp and Zappomatic were incredibly close friends. Zap was his first friend, and they regular regularly met up every month. After the incredible retheme of the Fifth Dimension to Terror Tomb, Zappomatic mysteriously disappeared <laughs> under strange circumstances, <laughs> in which he left the professor distraught and upset. And I have a picture of his tombstone. <laughs> Well, huh? they, they canonically <laughs> killed Zappomatic. It was yes, they, I have it <laughs> right here. This is a, a fun robot character from a dark ride who they have murdered. They have murdered the character because of a retheme. Here, I'll just quickly. I was uh, just about to say this all has a happy ending, but I guess it's a lot more complicated than that. What Zappomatic's grave? <laughs> it was, I have his headstone. Oh. That epitaph is like Poochie. <laughs> Sadly yes, left this is. world for another dimension. Oh, no. Jeez. I guess that's um, just maybe he survived. Like, maybe they're trying to soften the blow for kids where it's like, he went to another dimension, guys. Don't worry. It's all right. You know, he's not dead. I would argue that the headstone, though, is a bit traumatic. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was definitely Terror Tomb when I was attending chessington that's what I, I remember terror tomb that was like a a laser gun you know shooting at targets ad uh right mm -hmm. yeah. yes yeah that's sort yeah. of the, that's kind of egyptian themed uh, um i now okay now there's two there were two versions of this ride yeah they it became a a, a shooting ride but there was a version that was not uh, a, a a shooting oriented thing um that, did, did, were you ever there when there was a, a, a character named Abdab? Hmm. Uh, remind <laughs> me of Abdab's role in in <laughs> Um Okay, so in so Terror Tomb, uh, I'll, I'll read a description. I, I copy pasted a harrowing journey through the booby trap filled catacombs with Abdab, mm. a greedy tomb robber bent on stealing a priceless emerald. So you're taking a tour of a tomb, but there's this guy who keeps yelling at you because he wants this emerald to himself. 
I, it rings a vague bell. <laughs> Sounds like the British. <laughs> um, so he's kind of like trapped there. It sounds like essentially he's like constantly looking for this emerald. I uh, yeah yeah essentially well and and ends and ends up uh, truly trapped. Did you, uh, Mike and Jason, did you, did you catch this ride or watch a video of it or anything? I actually didn't watch a video of this. I didn't. No. Um, this is this is so great. Uh, uh, I think one of my favorite moments honestly in a ride that i've I've ever seen and i'll, I'll wow. show it to you guys uh uh that's build it up too much but so <laughs> you're going through this you're going through this too abdab is just a crazy creepy animatronic that people on youtube have have bought and are trying to like people are like resuscitating abdab with uh <laughs> you know like tossed together electronics in their apartments uh which is very creepy and odd and you can watch that but uh you know fun effects through this ride uh uh, there's like an ever flowing amount of snakes in this one part like it's like a spinning wheel that's covered in snakes that just goes in an infinite loop so it looks like thousands of snakes are pouring out but it doesn't stop abdab he's still after the emerald uh you see a big uh uh, like statue of Anubis, uh, uh, there's big scary heads and vortex tunnels there might even be a boulder like Indiana Jones uh it's all a pretty like serious scary ride and then you get to you're getting towards the end of this thing and there's a lot of heads all in 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 canting something uh and then i will play what happens from that point and this we'll we'll have to back up and explain it to the listener uh but this will be you know probably more fun to experience visually uh but uh check out what happens to abdab uh at the end of this attraction Let me pause and say there is now a mummy playing guitar. Oh my God. (laughs) Playing heavy metal guitar. He has a light up headdress or collar or whatever you want to call it. uh, and, And I'll play it for there. <laughs> I mean that's great. That's fantastic. Really good. Joel rhymes yeah. with ghoul. Yeah, yeah. Rhymes with ghoul. It, the way he yells ghoul is fantastic. Now you shall become a ghoul. This rules. This is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You get a rock concert at the end of this ride and poor Abdab stuck in a what you think is a tomb, but then uh the lid raises up and it's covered in spikes and he gets locked in it. And what that is, is an Iron Maiden. Yep. Uh, yeah, much yeah. like the metal music that we are hearing, uh, Abdab is, is impaled to death. And <laughs> I, it's like, again, multiple characters in Chesington die. Yeah. Yeah. This, this rocks more than anything at Hard Rock Park. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say so. Yes. That legitimately, wow. is that the, the most actually rocking song made for a theme park attraction? For yeah, specifically hmm. park specific, I'll say right now yes. But I th- I bet you're hedging your bets because you don't want to put it above Aerosmith. 
And well, of course, Aerosmith's changing the lyrics slightly to love in an elevator to love in a roller coaster and kind of counts as an original song to me. Sure. So I don't want to fully knock it out, but they're tied. Let's say they're tied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, this is cool. Going to spike your brain, going to spit your soul. You'll be a slave under my control. Dark stuff. Um, genuinely dark ride. Wow, I, that that's that. You know what? That maybe takes. I don't know. Does it beat the uh, Halloween overlay for the Knots uh, log flume ride with the the alien band at the end? Oh yeah, that is that's that really is fantastic. Good. That's too. really fun. There's a specific Halloween song um, uh, from the Timber Mountain log ride around Halloween time, and they're playing like a really jaunty, fun Halloween song, and it's like a bear and an alien, and I think the bear turns to you and goes trick or treat. Yes, he does. He and sure it's, does. It's like one of the greatest moments in theme park history. So with these being so awesome, why aren't there more just creatures playing guitars all over theme park worlds? This <laughs> rules. It's so good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where would be uh, just a brainstorm? What would be the best ride to just throw a bunch of guitars on the animals or the, the robots? Hmm. Maybe. I mean. Obviously, Princess and the Frog coming to Splash Mountain. But if you gave a guitar to all the animals on the riverboat at the end of Splash Mountain and they were all just soloing, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, Rock and Haunted Mansion would be great. That'd be a nice new overlay. Just all of them shredding. Just <laughs> 300 ghosts. 999 happy haunts and they can all shred. They could all shred. You could give a big guitar to the man or the creature who replaced... The Imperial Leather Bubble Works, the Gruffalo. That's right. He's he's that would be cute. metal, the Gruffalo, right? I don't know. Yeah, the Gruffalo's mm-hmm. cool. I like the Gruffalo. Yeah, the, oh, wait, yeah, we, we we zoom past that, which is your your background, yeah. David. Uh, right. that, that's what this ride is now, the Gruffalo. Yeah, it seems it. Which I have not been on the Gruffalo River Ride Adventure, which is what Bubble Works is now. But I, it's that seems better to me than just like SpawnCon, right? Like, I'm sure that's yeah, a, a little looks, more you know thematically whole. It looks very charming. Uh, the Gruffalo book was published in the late 90s, and it, it kind of has a, um, uh, oh, God, who's the Where the Wild Things Are guy? Um, um, Marie Sendak. Yes, yes. Yeah, Marie. It, it has a, a sort of whimsical animation style like that, and I, I thought this, like, I couldn't believe, like, oh, this is very charming, too. Like, we we don't have, that was the happy ending I was alluding to. Like, well, if they redid Journey into Imagination and replaced it with something like in the way they replaced Bubble Works with the Gruffalo River Ride Adventure, it's like, well, that's nice. This looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's maybe yeah. not as weird as the original one, but it's like, well, this seems charming. There's, right. Yeah, yeah. And better than a soap ad, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. I'm reading like, you know, it has less animations and props. So there's some sort of consternation about that. I think it's a lot more screens, right? Which is a little less whatever unique but that's fine but apparently there are Mm. smell pods to uh, make it smell foresty which that sounds cool Mm -hmm. cool Uh, so i do wonder that's one of the drawbacks obviously because we haven't been there does that forest smell like the et forest in orlando other famous forest fake smells Mm. Uh, we did a fake smell final four where we, we we argued which was the best smell so I would like to, when we eventually revisit that, I would like to have experienced the smell at this, at this park. Yes. Just to make sure we didn't overlook it. 
Do you remember smells in the in the soda factory? Because I, I think there might have been like orange, uh, one of the classic theme park smells. Right. There was definitely lots of smells. Um, the the it also like you know if it was a hot day, like it was like kind of just it was like cool and misty. But yes, I remember all smells like that, and like I guess just also you know the joy of being in water. Like it was always like a nice sort of chilled out thing that you should do right in the middle of your visit right like to kind of like you know reset mm-hmm. a little bit sure sure yeah. um that's maybe a good thing to ask about is like do you remember anything else uh atmospherically uh, about this place is there anything like non-ride that jumps out at you or, or do you remember like food, like is food any good to this place the food is bad i mean british fast food is is fairly underwhelming like it's it's gotten better as it gets more americanized but that's like which is not a particularly charming thing like you know what britain has to offer on the fast food front is fish and chips that's always been like that's like the classic british fast food like fish and chips in a newspaper or whatever but i remember (laughs) like the food being like you know totally ordinary kind of like you know chicken fingers right like you know all that kind of stuff um and the I'm, I'm now trying to find a map like in the, the sort of like it, it was a slightly subdivided world and it had uh well i'm sure we'll talk about bino land uh when, when, when <laughs> i was just gonna bring up bino land <laughs> yes <laughs> but like you know it was it's more like a six flags where it's like the sun's kind of beating down on you if you're there in the summertime which you probably are like there's not a lot of shelter and there is a cool little um, monorail thing like that you could sort of take around to look at stuff. And there is a zoo. But I remember the zoo being sort of a bummer. Again, much like Six Flags. Like, you don't really want to go to the zoo when you're at a theme park. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any memories of, like, just weird childhood stuff? Like drama between friends that would happen there because i feel like that was always kind of a pressure cooker when you'd go with your friends to a place like that for a long time it's it's what i that is what i associate with theme parks is going with my friends and then the weird it's like how now everyone has to negotiate their personal comfort with the pandemic where it's like some people are like i'm not going outside at all and other people are like well i wanted to go to a restaurant and like there's all the weird arguments within that you know like you know it's like some kids just want to like ride the gnarly rides over and over and over again. And like, I feel like I was more of a wanderer. I liked kind of the weird freedom you have as a teenager in a theme park where you can kind of like, you know, act independently and like, you know, well, I'm going to go get some food and like march off by yourself. And like, that's all I remember about going to Chessington is like everyone fighting over the the order of the day and how how like you know we we have to prioritize the vampire over the rattlesnake or whatever you know like the weird kind of it's like it's like a little fake town it's like a little fake life for you to live as a teenager right like you get to pretend to be a little yeah. grown up for for an afternoon now so we, see i i mostly went to theme parks with my family right. and everyone knew what everyone else liked we were all very cordial about it if me or my brother wanted to do different stuff usually one parent would take one one would take the other so the one or two times i went to a theme park on a school trip 
I just remember going like, you're all insane. <laughs> There's an efficient way to do this to make everyone happy. And I was immediately, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go off on my own because everyone's being really weird in this heat. Uh, Jason, Jason, was it just that they weren't catering to your every whim? Well, it wasn't catering to my every whim. I was just like, well, guys, this, it was things like, well, this has a shorter weight and that has a longer, why don't we do the shorter weight one first? And, and trying to convince like six or seven year olds, it's like, well, no, when, then we'd have to double bat, not six, six or seventh graders. I was going to say, you're going there by your seven, six. <laughs> Like, trying to convince, like, well, no, if we do this first, we're going to have to double back. That doesn't make sense. We're going to be crisscrossing the whole thing. Um, we only have six hours, you know. Yeah. Um, you just unlocked a memory for me, which is t- taking, like, it was some, like, we won a, the classroom won a contest or something and got to go to Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. My dream, that's great. But then we get there, and it's, like, a six-hour thing. It's pretty short, not nearly enough time for me. And I swear the gen- the, the consensus of the class of, of 11 year olds or whatever was we got to spend like an hour and a half of this in the starcade. You're hmm. fucking kidding me. How dare you oh. do this to me? I, I'm like remembering the faces of the kids now who were like, no, I want to be in the arcade all day. I think I snuck away. I think I like left the chaperone so I could go on the people mover. You and so me both, Scott. Yeah, I was not supposed to be on my own, but I'm like, well, I'm going to go do the monorail at, at Hershey Park, and I'm going to get a chili dog, and then I'm going to ride the super duper looper. Uh, we broke protocol. Yeah. We like disobeyed Whoa. adults. For the we were bad kids in a way for the first time at theme parks. But you knew what you were doing. Wow. Like you were you were being a little grown up. That's how I was too. It's like yeah. you, you're like, guys, let's be efficient about. That. That's exactly how I was. Whereas I feel like. Some kids, it, you know, it's it's like candy. They're like, I have to do the best thing first. We have to do it right now. Like, I don't care how long it takes. Which, and when I was, well, a I'm case, in it for the long haul. Right. I have the long game in mind. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, me too. What year, Scott? What year was it? What, was there a hot arcade game that year that like was Mortal? They didn't have Mortal Kombat in Disneyland, did they? That doesn't seem right. Street um, Fighter. God, I don't know. Was it just a were, were people just cruising USA? Were, was it just a cruise in USA? What I, I year speci- would it have been? Well, I specifically remember. I think it was like ninety six or ninety seven because I remember all of Tomorrowland was construction walls because they were uh, like, like yeah. all it was like nothing but plywood. It was very mm-hmm. depressing, honestly. Around and they had just closed EO, which made me think about all the weirdness with that. It was just very uh, very sad time to be there, and I was made more sad by all these arcade i think i maybe said out loud you have arcades at home you can yeah. go to arcade anytime yeah i can go to the arcade like yeah there was an arcade like 10 minutes from my house who cares about arcades i can play street fighter whenever we see each other every day at school we hang out on the weekends we're at hershey park like once or twice a year prior let's get our priorities in order folks i'm gonna be angry about this decades from now yeah. Anyway, this is why all the media you consume, ladies and gentlemen, is so weird because it's all made by weirdos like us. <laughs> odd, odd angers that we we hold on to. Uh, yeah. um, uh, I, I actually, you know what? What is also maybe this is fine in terms of remembering, like pulling out specific uh, memories. I found a uh, from a website called Surrey Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a, a fairly uh, gr- uh, spelling and grammatically uh, questionable listicle <laughs> called uh, 15 things you'd remember if you uh, 
if you uh, I don't have it in front of me, if you grew up going to uh, Chessington, I didn't write down all of them, but I'm curious to throw these out and see if you agree. Of course. Did do you have memories of these things? Yeah. Uh, feeling really queasy after going on Ramsey's Revenge 20 times in a row. Yes, I certainly <laughs> never went on Ramsey's Revenge 20 times in a row because that's an awful idea, but that was the <laughs> hottest ride when I was a kid. That was the what the, the advertisements led with. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's sort of like, you know, it's like spinning, you're in a thing, you're spinning you, and then there's a bigger arm that's also spinning you, and there's water. I'm, not, I'm bad at theme park lingo. I assume there's like a a word for the kind of a ride Ramsey's Revenge is. I think, does it still exist? I, I was trying to remember. I don't think I have the terminology either, but yeah, you're like, it. it's... it's They call it a top it, it, spin ride like, on... There, there you go. Whatever that means. That's mm-hmm. the kind of thing we should have more at our disposal, and yet, yeah, I, yet I don't. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody's... It's, it's a glorified flat ride. It's glorified kind of carnival ride with a few effects. Right, exactly. Right? And it would be, it was yeah. kind of dressed up in, you know, because I believe uh, that's also where the, the tomb blaster and the, you know, the, um, the rockin' mummies were. It, there was a whole, like, kind of, like, ancient Forbidden Kingdom zone, you know, like, and oh, so, sure, yes, sure. Ramsey's Revenge was, that's like the barf ride. That was the ride that made you barf. And directly opposite it, was a ride called the magic carpet that like even when i was a kid it doesn't exist anymore was so obviously wildly unsafe like and then and we would look at it as a kid as kids and we'd be like i don't i don't think that anyone should be getting in that thing and then they closed it kind of like quietly so oh yeah. oh no, i don't think anyone got correct. hurt on it but it was it was just one of those it, very old-fashioned it would just go round and round and round and then stop and like smash your face into a bar like it was it was just it was no fun it, it was like a ride because like was I, I always forget the one at knots that they can't they closed down where you went on it and you were like this hurts <laughs> right it was like whiplash <laughs> the ride yes yes yeah um, uh, here's a, this isn't, uh, pain. This isn't something that would, would last, but you know, maybe for a little while, um, uh, you, the, the tense in this article, again, very strange. You spent the rest of the day walking around with a wet bum after going on the dragon falls ride. Sound oh, familiar? A wet thumb? Any wet bums? Oh, a wet bum. Wet, wet bum. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. Again, uh, to, to be British about it, I'm sure you say bum. You do. All the yeah. t- oh, wait, we've been saying seat. We should be, uh, we, sh- we should change the lingo for this episode. You should have been oh, bum yeah. all the time. Bum play. And, and <laughs> yes, I mean, sure. That the dragon, uh, what, the dragon's fury. I'm, right now I'm trying to remember what it was called. The dragon falls, right? That was it. Was the, J- that was the log flume. You have to do that late because otherwise you will be wet all day. But I mean, Jason, well, how do you feel about a wet bum? First, you like wet feet. I know that. You wet wet well, socks. You like that. I think. I think. Yeah. I think a wet bum is more uncomfortable. Mm. I think I that agree. that might be worse to me. Yeah. Okay. Is there any reason why anyone would like that? I specifically like a sopping wet bum. <laughs> <laughs> sex know. stuff i guess you know what was that jason i said sex stuff you know probably <laughs> there's probably someone out there everything's a thing everybody's into something I'm, I'm open to it now that i'm so free with my body and mind so i'm in, i'm i'm open to the idea of it i just haven't i haven't experienced it and liked it yet 
Mike's, uh, Mike's uh, got a big uh, wrench just opening up the fire hydrant on his street and taking a step in front of it. <laughs> shaking, yeah, shaking my butt at a fire hydrant that's open on the street. Getting launched a few feet to get a wet bum. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it as far as I'm concerned. Sure. As mothers and children stare and point and you say you wouldn't get it. It's a European thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've grown as a person. <laughs> um, one more of these. Uh, this seems obscure. I'm curious if you this seems very obscure. The chewing gum tree in the vampire ride queue. Uh, that feels um, like something too deep to remember. I do uh, like I remember that. I do remember the vampire, which I definitely rode, and that was always next to the bubble works. And it was it was you know your feet are dangling, one of those, which at the time was still a novelty. I I, I know that's like run of the mill now. Um, I do not remember a chewing gum tree. Don't really know what that would have to do with a vampire. That that whole area was called Transylvania. It was sort of odd that Bubbleworks was there because Bubbleworks didn't have anything to do with Transylvania. But uh, <laughs> but for whatever reason that they were next to each other, and Chessington was like, "It's Transylvania, the vampire." So I remember, you know, some you know some crosses, right? Like you know some like some gravestones, maybe. Maybe that's where they buried the alien guy. But uh, I do not remember. Oh, yes. So it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a robot buried in a vampire's cemetery. Um, (laughs) There is a uh, I I think the tree was just used like people just put gum in this one place all the time, which is disgusting. And why? And why would you put more gum there and touch other gum as you Mm -hmm. do so bad? But anyway, uh, there's also I think that area also has something called I I noticed on a map vampires burger kitchen. Uh, pretty good restaurant name. I right. dig that. Which is listed as being on Leatherhead Road. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> good naming. Uh, uh, Count's Cauldron, maybe too. Man, I I like all these. Um, good. But um, where do we head from here? Maybe over what? to maybe over to Beano Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, 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 Beano I Land. just wanted to ask: Did ever did everyone see a, a video of Zappomatic? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I did. I have. I have something queued up. Were you, were you going to bring up something specific? Oh, okay. Well, I just. It's just a video. He's terrifying. He's so terrifying. Is it? Is the video what you're showing? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah, he'll be on frame here. In, in a, how, how do we describe? Um, yeah. What? What? What does Zappomatic look like? He reminds me, and it's not quite right, but he reminds me of like. A return to Oz type character. Oh, like yes. he's a little mm. TikTok esque. He's taller. He is kind of like a what would you call it? A scar- some sort of scarf. Is it a cravat? Technically, <laughs> what English? What English <laughs> neck dressing does Zappomatic wear? Um, <laughs> what would we? Yeah, I guess it's a cravat. I, I like yeah, a loose uh, fitting tie. It looks like basically like a bandana that's not around his face. An right. ascot? Yeah, it's not sure. Quite an sure. Ascot, though, I, is yeah, it? I don't know. It's funny to think like that know. they when they opened this because this was the first edition, right? So the fifth dimension. They were obviously like sci-fi is the thing. We got to have aliens. We got to right. And then they quickly pivoted to like ancient Egypt in the nineties, which is not a pivot. I would say, like you would automatically guess. Like what was hot in the nineties was like tombs. But I guess I guess they were tombs were kind of hot as theme park areas, right? Maybe not so much movies, but like that was just kind of a classic 
theme parky thing, like a haunted tomb type. It's it's well, one of the themes, I suppose. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. You've got yeah, as we said, you got a lot of things are London themed, and a lot of things are Egypt themed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chessington is technically themed to like areas of the world. There's right. like an English area and a Mexican Wild West area, Pirates Cove. Uh, yes, there's unfortunately kingdom. they may have yeah. changed this, but there was once a, a Mystic East, which uh, I feel like they should probably yeah. spruce that up. Uh, I don't know if there's so many that. theme parks have weird yeah. like East Orient. Uh, yeah, yeah, those should all start getting dismantled. Um, yeah. um, can I uh, let, let me play this quick clip of Zappomatic? Uh, a lot of so this ride, the Fifth Dimension. This was a this was a dark ride, and uh, it was open for about a year, and then guests started complaining that the plot was too confusing, and. <laughs> And what I'm going to play you is from the second version. So this is what this is a little snippet of the less confusing story. Um, let's see if you get the gist of what this ride is from this. As I told you, I am Zapomatic, and I was sent in here to repair this TV. But would you believe it? There's a gorg in here. Horrible creatures, gorgs, horrible. Um, so we got that. He's Zappomatic is a TV repair robot. Mm-hmm. He's now the ride's called the Fifth Dimension, which so that what that means is going into a TV. Right. Right. And of course, yes, your TV contains d- dimensions. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and then, but wouldn't you know it? There's a there's a gorg, and I don't think there's you get gorg. any more info about what a the gorg is horrible exactly apparently or they're no you yes you're right you do you get the info that they're horrible creatures um what year scott is the video you just played does it say 88 okay because i have a i have a i was gonna play the exact same clip but a different year and they shoot it like it's a horror movie a little more (laughs) what oh okay wait is that that's a little hype i'll i'll put it up just to show you yeah sure Uh, i'm hyping it up a little too much but You'll see what I mean when I'm like, especially this made an impression on me that I found. As Mike said, it's like this scary return to Oz creature and he's in front of a a weird, uh, like a frightening grid, but that's not symmetrical. It's all like amorphous and it's, it's all, it's all very, uh, uh, it's kind of like lawnmower man a little bit. Very lawnmower man. A lot of grids, Mm. a lot of laser grids. Okay. So here are the the, audio, audio not as good. So that's why I, I was really scared of him. He's they, really, a, um, they zoom in on his creepy eyes. That that is that is a better video for that angle. He's basically a robotic Jack Skellington, right? And only he his looks, head yes. is moving. Really, like everything else is pretty limited. So it almost seems like he's kind of like stuck or zombified or something. Yeah, yeah. tied up or like and, and in an uncomfortable position. Right. Yeah. So it looks like yeah, he's he's like about to die and only one mm-hmm. part of his body's working. We don't, um, have to be, we don't have to be scared anymore because he is dead. Yeah. Oh you're he's right. Been, he's been killed. Right. Yeah, why are we upset that he's dead? dead we should be we should be celebrating this. You know what? <laughs> yeah, good Zapomatic. Stay I, in well, your I, feel I bad guess for for Dr. Burp, whatever. 
Because they were Professor friends. Burp. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Burp. I'm so sorry. He doesn't deserve well, to lose Zappomatic's, a friend. Well, if Zappomatic's gone, the Gorgs are just going to run rampant. They're just going to run roughshod over this place. Well, true. yeah, because he was They're- the one monitoring the situation. And and here's here's what the plan is. Uh, this, this is what you're supposed to... Uh, how you're supposed to help control the Gorg population. It's hiding in one of the five dimensions from the video. And it's definitely not in this one. At least, I don't think it is. Now, if you can find the Gorg, I can make a laser gun to destroy it. But only you have the power to fire the gun. Well, that's settled. Then I'll go to the workshop and get busy. And I'll leave you to find the Gorg. It's out there. Somewhere. Jesus. Whoa, that was a a dramatic ending. Yeah. Fuck, lightning strikes. Only you have the power to fire the gun. But to create, you have to create the gun first. I'll build the gun, but only you can fire the gun. He's also barely giving you time to respond. He's just like, anyway, so you fire the gun. Got it? Okay. Like, you know, there's not a lot of call and response here. Are you prepared? To fire the gun. <laughs> it's it's like it's the warning getting on a plane of like, are you ready to uh, use the, the, the exit row? Yeah, help yeah. people uh, exit the. Um, <laughs> all right, good. All right, in case of a crash landing, are you prepared to fire the gun? <laughs> I guess. Wait, guns are involved. Yes. Hurry. <laughs> this plane is full of gorgs. <laughs> Over that gorg. endless loop of. It, this is so like yeah heroin in, it's such a heroin in star wars song. a gorg is like what they it's like the little um froggy creatures that jar jar eats on tatooine i remember that oh, so, oh. You know, that's fun right i don't know that is fun could, could that be the same thing as gorg found in some sort of myth yeah maybe right yeah maybe that's where george lucas got the idea i don't know do you think there's a lot of children around this time who went on this ride, didn't even really perceive it, and then like to this day have uh, nightmares where zapomatic type faces appear to them <laughs> through the clouds and and gorgs and uh, swamp spinies? That's another thing that that it's shows like, oh. up. Um, zapomatic holding like holding a gun out to them and be like, "You will be the one to fire this. Like you <laughs> only you, you can do it, fuck." You have the power. For queen and country. <laughs> but Zappomatic, how do you have the power to build the gun but not to fire it? It seems like, if are we talking about your hands? Because if you have hands not, to build, you have hands to fire. I was not programmed to kill. <laughs> oh, not right. There, right. There's a, that, the Asimov's law of robotics you, like means that you have mm-hmm. to pull the trigger, even though he can make you a gun. Only little boys and girls can kill. <laughs> for Albion, for the for the king. Perhaps you'll develop a taste for it. Perhaps this won't be your last kill. I'm not encouraging you to do so. I never would. I'm I'm merely a builder man. Mm, but if you need more guns, let me know. Her Majesty's Secret Service is always hiring young children. Zappomatic was recruiting for the British Zappomatic government. Zappomatic was recruiting for <laughs> like the circus. Twitch. Zappomatic was on Twitch. <laughs> he kind of looks like... Remember when there was that fake meme 
or fake like sort of uh, scandal about kids seeing some video of a creepy demon that was like telling them to do crimes. Am I the mm-hmm. only person who remembers this? Yeah. That's what he looks like. I, yes. I, that's familiar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now I can't remember. Yeah. Wow. I guess I hate Zappomatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. You know, it's it's all. It, it really shows Momo. you the power of film. That's it. film. Momo. Right. There we go. Momo. Yeah. Momo is a demon telling uh, children to do bad things. Yes. yes. Momo is not Slenderman. Momo is a different demon if you telling Google children. Google Momo. To kill you will. It's just there's a vague similarity to Zapomatic just because of the stretched uh, mouth. Jesus, I'm, I'm afraid to see Momo. Momo's a little Yikes. scary. Oh, I know Momo, oh, of course. Oh, Momo's like uh, a, a, a frightening cartoon version of uh, Shelley uh, Duvall yes. in um, <laughs> the, the Shining. Uh, uh, I was going to say, it shows you the power of filmmaking because I didn't hate Zappomatic until I saw Mike's angle where it zooms all the way in. And the, the, that, that close-up now is... Very scarring, and yes, I'd have to agree. I hate Zapomatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Now I'm, I'm not upset by that. And uh, yeah, it, hey, kids out there, if you have nightly nightmares about Zapomatic, um, <laughs> what he forces you to do <laughs> now? Yeah. Now at Chesington, they just have nice stuff like. Elmer's Flying Jumbos, everyone's favorite patchwork elephant. <laughs> right? We all know Elmer the patchwork elephant. Jumbos. Uh, Elmer is. Do we like Elmer's better than Babar? Probably has less like colonial Elmer. overtones, right? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do. Elmer just kind of looks like a um, uh, heffalumper woozle. Right. Okay. Right. A quilty beast. Is there a, right? Is there any Babar representation in theme parks? Hmm. Do we know no. that off the top of our head? Is there like a Google? I offhand. There might be like a French one, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Hmm. 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 And uh, uh, here's an article from 1989 that says plans are underway for a Babar theme park, but obviously that did not occur. And and also, where is the representation of Muzzy, the uh, the language teaching? monster from uh it was ubiquitous on nickelodeon uh, for so many years where, where, where's muzzy yeah. muzzy oh, yeah. hashtag where's muzzy <laughs> <laughs> where are the where's the where are the refrains of um <laughs> that's it that was the phrase i was trying to remember the phrase <laughs> burned into my brain uh, uh muzzy yeah yeah um how yeah. have we not said the word muzzy on this show yet that's the first instance i think I don't know. Uh, there should be a Muzzy Land where all the rides are available in multiple languages. What was Muzzy? Muzzy, whenever you saw clips of it, it looked frightening. Like Muzzy looked extremely depressing. Yeah, Muzzy, Muzzy seemed like an ex- you know, go experiment ahead. gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you you remember Muzzy, David? I do remember Muzzy only as a commercial. I don't think I ever participated in Muzzy's language learning. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, do we know like, anyone who who did yeah, Muzzy? Like, did, like, did Muzzy teach anyone French? Like, what, did did he have successes? I've never heard anyone like, well, I did Muzzy, and that's that's why today I am a UN diplomat. 
<laughs> well, Most let's people see. in that room, almost every one of them. Right. <laughs> now I'm thinking of park asterisks. I'm thinking of European parks. I mean, I, maybe you guys are doing park asterisks. I have no idea what your European adventures will take you on. But like that. Oh, do we spoil it or no? Do we not? I don't know. I, uh, I'll leave it ambiguous. But, but, but like, uh, obviously, that that is sort of like if there were a bar bar land. That's like a specific French cartoon character with some international uh, fame who gets a whole theme park yeah. to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Did you have any of the, did you grow up with, I guess, okay, you, you were there from nine on, so it wasn't like so much early cartoons, but do you no. have like affinity for characters who we, who we would not? Yeah, uh, I had a younger brother, so he was watching all the kids' cartoons, so like Postman Pat, I don't know if you guys know Postman Pat. Um, but he, no, I don't. I know. he's a mailman. Um, British kids cartoons are pretty good, at least the classic ones, like because they would do a lot of puppets, a lot of stop motion. You know, it's the BBC. So there's like that sort of like veneer of class to like classic British cartoons. Postman Pat's very gentle. Like he's a mailman. He has a black and white cat. Uh, he drives around in his mail truck and like, you know, the biggest disaster would be like uh, the bridge is down. He's got to like go around it. Something like that. Like, you know, very, very low stakes, uh, chill. Very relaxing. Yeah. Sure, sure. Then there was also like, like pauses. The, there was like the weird stuff, like the clangers, which is like they're little like, you know, felt mice who live on the moon and like uh, they, they, <laughs> they talk like, <laughs> like the, all that stuff where you would watch it and be kind of bewitched even as like a nine or 10 year old. I'd be like, what's, what is this? What's going on here? Like there was nothing like that. I had grown up on a steady diet of like cartoon network cartoons about people shooting each other. Like, which I was like, that's children's entertainment. Like, that's what I'm here for. Like I I would like, you Mm -hmm. know, to see the guns. Yeah. David, do you have an opinion on who was better? Mr. Conductor on Thomas, the tank. Was it Ringo Starr or George Carlin? I, I unfortunately, I grew up with Carlin. So he was okay. to me the I understand. I mean, like it's, and I was a big Thomas the Tank Engine fan, like, or and, and a big okay. Shining Time Station fan. So unfortunately for me, it's Carlin. Like maybe not unfortunately, but I wish I had grown up with that, Ringo yeah. just because it's such a cool thing. Right. I mean, I think that's uh, look. They're both great choices. Sure. I know Alec Baldwin was in a recent. Yeah, I think in version. the in the film oh. there was a movie where he's the conductor. I have not seen it. But I haven't seen it either. But I, I, I just took him out of the running because I went with the two classics yeah. in my mind. Get back in the train yard, you little pig. <laughs> you disgusting little piggy. You call yourself a caboose. Right. right. Uh, he, he was the conductor until he retired from public life, of course. Like, you know, so he had to mm-hmm. run. But then, of course, as we all know, Alec Baldwin retired from public life. <laughs> Yeah, we see those headlines every six weeks. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing the conductor again. I can't. They ask me. They ask me so uh, over and over again, and I can't. I can't. It's he hell got, for me. I can't he, do he it. He got fired from the uh, the rail the Sodor railway because he kept trying to play words with friends while he was conducting. I'm trying to think of every <laughs> Alec Baldwin scandal as quickly as possible. <laughs> Alec Baldwin crushes the larynx of a local photographer, and then it's like <laughs> I'm retiring from public life. I do love his Mr. Conductor voice. Hello, I'm Mr. Conductor. I am the conductor. And he makes that little that little pursed yeah, mouth. Everyone loves to look at. So Mr. Con- it's like it's it's such an accurate Mr. Conductor that he does that O mouth. 
<laughs> Emmy deserving. <laughs> Emmy quality performance. Uh, we're, we're, oh, well, here, if, if we're talking about, you know, sort of odd British children's characters, uh, what the hell's Beano Land? What's going on all with right. Beano Land? Okay, yeah. let's, let's roll up our all. sleeves, because I feel like this is the Tell final us about big thing we have to tackle. I'm going to uh, change yeah, my background here. Wait one second, because I... Oh, yes, Tell take us, us about, to Beano uh, Land. I found a British particular... comic. Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> All right, now where is it? Wait a second. I got to find this. So, yeah, so the Beano, and as far as I know, it still exists. All right, here we go. Yeah. Still going, yeah. All right. Uh, is is like, I used to read it. It's a little, like, paper cartoon that comes out every so often. Uh, is it weekly? I, that seems crazy. It must have been. It is weekly. That's so yeah. crazy. Because we- it's like weekly magazines weekly comics magazines yeah. are still very popular in britain and that's how they got comic books over there after the war right, exactly and so it's existed for forever and it's like i don't know it's probably like 16 pages long and it's sort of like one page for every one of the characters maybe the small characters get half a page dennis the menace is the big character but it is the british dennis the menace who has no relationship to the american dennis the menace I think they, they were created independently and it was just because Dennis rhymes with menace. Uh, but like, well, I feel like the American, they both have slingshots, but like the American Dennis the Menace is pretty chill. Like, I don't think of him as like a dangerous boy. He's kind of just like a bit of a prankster. Whereas like the British Dennis the Menace is terrifying. Like he has black hair and this red and black stripes. He has a dog called Nasher who is like, who bites. Like that's why he's called Nasher. And he like, I mean, and this is why I changed my background. His enemy is a boy called Walter the Softy, uh, who is, uh. Uh, you know, wants to like have tea parties and like do his homework or whatever. Like he's like a nerd, but he's specifically coded is like an effeminate little boy. Like, and, and right. I don't know if Britain has caught up to this and is now like, okay, all right, we're going to like tone down the softy stuff. This is a, this is essentially just a, a comic about a heroic boy bullying a poor little effeminate boy. But like when I was oh, a kid, man. it was 100% like Dennis was like, right readers. You agree with me. Walter, the softy, he's got to go. We're going to get him. Like that was, <laughs> that was a hundred percent the vibe of Dennis the menace. And then there are other wow. characters. I mean, there's Roger, the Dodger, there's Billy Wiz, there's uh, Minnie the minx. Like it's like a lot of prankster kids. It's that sort of like post-war British fantasy of like kids just like roaming around causing trouble. The, the you Beano. pulled up a background. Uh, the uh, me not really understanding what Beano Land is, and then my explanation that I'm offered is a sign that says "No Softies." That's Walter with a right cross there. through it. Okay, that's Walter the Softy. I don't know who this is. Uh, I can't remember her name, but another Softy, I suppose. And there's little, yeah, they're they're smiling, and there's flowers floating near them, which I guess is what makes these characters softies yes. that they smile. <laughs> um, it's then, it's like if the cartoon Doug was about Roger the bully, yes, yes, <laughs> and he was the hero, unambiguously and, the hero, right? And you were just like, yeah, I want to see him beat the shit out of Doug. <laughs> yes, fuck Doug. <laughs> Which, like, I almost admire it. Like, it's not like Dennis the Menace in America where it's like, eh, this kid's pretty anodyne. Like, he's not really causing any trouble. And Dennis the Menace in Britain is like, I 
am on the road to jail. Like, that is what's happening with me. I don't want to go to school. I just want to beat people up. I want to be the kid who, if you see me coming around the corner, you, like, cross the street. <laughs> Dennis the Menace, uh, British Dennis the Menace, the star of Train Spotting 2. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, and, like, there's other characters. Uh, the Bash Street kids, I really liked them, I remember, like... And they're definitely pranksters. Like, they're a bunch of school kids who cause trouble. But they're. The, the, Dennis is the only one I think of as being, like, malicious. Usually, they're more just pranksters or trying to stay one step ahead of the grown ups or whatever. I'm looking at Beano Land itself, though, which I do remember visiting. And it. You know, it was basically just, like, a pretty simple. Like, they had. You know some uh, what do you call them? Uh, Dodger cars. What do you you know? What jeez is what is there? Yeah. Uh, bumper, bumper cars. cars. That's what you call which, them here, yeah. right? Which they call Roger the Dodgers Dodgems. Yeah, Roger the Dodger was like he's a little kid, but he's like a a, a huckster. Like he was always like swindling people out of their money. <laughs> uh, I don't know why he's called okay. a Dodger, I love that. especially. Uh, and there was Billy's Wizard, which was like one of those, you know, spinning, you sit in a chair and you spin around rides. Like the rides themselves seem pretty basic, but they just were sort of given the Beano skin. Mm. The, yeah. the Beano skin. Uh, the Beano is so I, weird. It, it, it's just such a great example. And when I was a little kid and I moved to Britain and I was like, look, I got to get into British culture if I'm going to survive at school. Like I'm going to need to know like what these kids are interested in. So obviously I got into soccer, got into football because that's the easiest way to, to have a conversation in Britain is to just know about football. But the Beano, I was definitely buying the Beano to be like, I, I guess this is what they like. And I was like watching Saturday morning cartoon. You know, I was just trying to sort of like get acclimated to this new kid culture. So, did you did you get into it successfully, or or was it just like uh, were you just tolerating it to get by? I think I got into it. I mean, the Beano. I think I quickly realized, like, oh, people don't talk about the Beano. Like, I, I think I, I I soon was like, I, I guess this is not cool anymore. I would still buy it just because I, I don't know. It was a kid. It was a comic book. I liked any comic book, but uh, sure, sure. Jason, Jason worries, huh? <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I, the, con- the, the conflict for me is that Walter the Softy is the antagonist. But from what I was reading, um, one of the other big weekly magazines, I think, for kids is called Dandy. Yep. So D- Dandy's cool, but Softies are bad? <laughs> so, I'm so confused. It's a fair question. I don't know why it was called Dandy. Dandy was like the yeah. other Beano. And its main character yeah. was Desperate Dan, who is like a, a cowboy with a giant chin. I encourage you to Google him. I, I was just looking at Desperate Dan. Yes, who eats cow pies, which is like a whole pie with horns coming out of it because he's like, so he's like some weird post-war parody of Americans where it's like, these Americans, they're all giant and all they do is eat and they're like these sort of like, you know, consuming, all-consuming colossus people. It's very strange. He's kind of um, like I'm a, looking, what's what, 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 oh, you know, Paul Bunyan oh, type, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at other characters like Lord Snooty. Mm, Lord Snooty, yeah. He was not was he familiar. Did, yeah, he was not cool by the time I. He's like a classic Beano character. Right, uh, Biffo the Bear. Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, was he popular nope. at that time? Nope. Those are no. those are like original <laughs> Beano characters. Ivy Ivy the Terrible. She was a big deal. She was like a little kid, even smaller than the other kids, and caused even more chaos. Right. 
Um, but you know, the, where did um, go ahead? Sorry, where did oh I was gonna say where did Dan Dare run? Did that run in Vi- or that ran in something else? That was I its guess. own thing. But yeah, that right because that yeah, was okay. like that's like action comics, right? That was I think that's yeah. like very cool in the sixties and seventies. And then Britain has that legacy of comic like because two thousand AD, right? Obviously, like all that stuff. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. its own little sort of universe of and and so it's nice that there was a Beano Land, but I don't remember Beano Land really being that exciting. It doesn't look like it. It, it didn't even like last ten years. They 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 kind of got rid of it pretty oh, is quickly. It, is it gone now? Yeah, it's gone. Um, yeah. Well, uh, does it make does it make any sense that in the two thousands they go? How do we get kids in here? I know Beano. <laughs> Beano. It doesn't help that in America, Beano is like anti-fart medicine, right? Like that is what Beano is here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Beano. And we know this place, this park will do entire attractions based on soaps. (laughs) So why would they also do, um, why not do an entire themed land to uh, flatulence medicine? I'm looking. This is like the. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's like the English Toon Lagoon, which is in Orlando, which is all King Feature syndicate Mm -hmm. comic strips. I guess you could maybe argue those are a bit more relevant, but how much more relevant? I'm not sure how much more relevant Dagwood is in America. But it's it's, it's that kind of thing, though, where you're like, does this just exist because it's always existed? Like, I know, like when I was a kid, I read the funny pages. I don't so much anymore, but right, like... As a kid, you're just like, yeah, I get it, Dagwood. He likes big sandwiches. Like, that's just a thing that will never change. Like, and if they got rid of it, it would be a problem. But, like, does anyone care about Dagwood anymore? Has Dagwood caught up with the times? <laughs> yes, he's, is Dagwood making commentary on what's happening in the world today? Right, like, is Dagwood in quarantine? Like, for all I know, he is. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, now you've got me intrigued. Yeah, now I, I want like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know, how is he getting his food? How is he getting his big sandwiches? They still is Blondie still preparing them? Right? Is he like is he not ordering take takeout? He won't do takeout. He wants to wipe everything down before. I mean, Has I, there been a shortage in big olives? I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Dagwood's still going to work and arguing with his boss. So I guess he's not respecting quarantine <laughs> at all. Well, well, Dagwood and Blondie unfortunately are one of the couples who have broken up in the midst of quarantine. Oh, yeah, right. So they did not. They did not make it. Oh God! Yeah, I, 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 it'd be funny if you looked and all of the classic characters are dealing with COVID nineteen. <laughs> like comics <laughs> unilaterally have decided, yeah, we're gonna we're making it happen in this world. We got to show the reality. Well, I just um, tried to go a week back in Blondie and it asked me to go premium and I'm now I'm I'm genuinely wondering how much it costs to get unlimited Blondie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like a Blondie <laughs> streaming service? Blondie oh Plus? My God, we have to we have to I'm on the same website. We have to figure out how much this costs. Uh, We're all gonna share a subscription? Is that allowed? <laughs> share a Go Comics subscription. Right. No, no, we have to give it directly to Blondie. Right. It has no, to okay. right. We're only paying the CIA. We're we gotta piecemeal it. Um if you learned in comics world that uh uh, John Arbuckle was past uh, COVID nineteen from Garfield. <laughs> Cats can get it and transmit it, right? <laughs> and the, all, Odie's Odie's safe, thank God. Right. But <laughs> Garfield's been miserable lately. 
they're all just staring at each other they had to quarantine they went to different houses right and they were for a while they were like you know they were putting clorox onto the lasagna it was like a weird you know they were like and then it was like oh we don't have to do that but the first few weeks were really stressful <laughs> it's like i didn't know we we're getting information from every right. garfield was watching different youtube videos than john was <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, Nermal, yes, she left the city. She she went and quarantined with the barnyard pals. But she quarantined for two weeks, okay? She's not a super spreader. <laughs> leave the box. When Nermal gets to Abu Dhabi, leave the box outside for a full 24 hours <laughs> before, bringing her, uh, before bringing him in. Excuse me. Because uh, you don't want the virus living on the normal box. I used to hate Mondays, but now I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I guess I hate all days. <laughs> I have an answer for how much this service costs. Hit me. <laughs> Blondie Plus? It is $2 a month <laughs> or $20 a year. That's not no. that much. And it's got six, 60,000 comics. Like, what I mean, we're decide? all charging more than that yeah, for like, the like, Patreon. Like, you know what? I'm in quarantine. I'm not really going out much. I'm just going to go to the first issue of Blondie and the first ever strip and I'm we're just we're going through it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's where this is heading. We are going to end right. up doing crazy things like yeah, I read I read every Beano. I went back to the beginning of Beano. Um, I didn't enjoy one second of it. I didn't understand it. I'm just I have nothing to do. A new podcast where we read a Beano every week and talk about it. <laughs> We're all gonna have. We're gonna, all gonna like do all this nonsense. Comics from 1931 all the way up till now. We'll all have multiple. Every one of us is gonna have five podcasts by the end of this. There's no other choice. De- Deconstructing Foxtrot. I mean, like here's crazy, crazy, and Ignatz and Jason Sheridan. <laughs> here's what's weird about Beano Land, or here's I guess this is the biggest indictment of Beano Land is that it was turned into an area called Wild Asia with all rides intact so like there was not a lot of work that needed to be done to revamp Beano Land into Wild Asia Which has mm-hmm. really all the same you know it has whatever uh, bumper cars it's got a spinning around ride it's got all the stuff it's it's better themed. I'll give him that. Like it all looks like uh, ruins. It's not, it's not that far from like Joe Rody Animal Kingdom. Some of it's kind of well done. Mm-hmm. Which interesting you bring that up, Scott, because there is a hotel here. Ah, there's two wings of the hotel. There's the newer Azteca Hotel and then the Safari Hotel, mm. which seems very much like a more a budget conscious is the nice way to say it version of the animal kingdom lodge. Like you get views of the, uh, the, the giraffes and the animals and stuff in this safari. Um, I'm seeing you can hotel. You can have the Gruffalo. You can have a Gruffalo room. With it a is pretty well themed room. Over like, your, your, yeah. uh, your bed. Wow. Yeah. Um, and in the, in, in our, one of our traditions on the show is making sure to distinguish between very similar named things uh, Chessington has a few things that we we indulge in on the show. Uh, one, they have a lot of long-named rides, like the Gruffalo River Ride Adventure. Their safari ride is called Zufari-Ride into Africa. But I want to be very clear that it is not the restaurant in the hotel. That's Zafari Bar and Chill. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Zufari is not Zafari. Mm. <laughs> they just changed <laughs> the second letter. Uh, but those are different things. That's a very confusing one. Is it because they have pizza? Like za? Mm. No. <laughs> I'm no. At the, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> no. Listen, it looks like a pretty regular <laughs> old place. Yes. They have a full they have an English breakfast uh in buffet form. You can do a full English in a buffet. That's a thing at European hotels, I believe, right? They include breakfast in your stay. Mm-hmm. Uh at least here it is. I don't know if it's widespread. Yeah. Uh, but you don't necessarily get a big cow pie. A, a cow pie much bigger than you, like Desperate Dan would eat. <laughs> no, but the guys from Madagascar are around sometimes, it seems like. What, what oh, is yeah. des- <laughs> why is Desperate Dan desperate? Is it for friends? <laughs> um, f- uh, I mean, he has plenty of food. It shouldn't be food. That, uh, one cow pie you'd have to imagine could last him a week right well we'll have to investigate that further uh, he, so i'm looking at another i'm looking at another thing where he's uh, there's other foods around him one of them is owl hoot juice <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay uh, and also wait you guys should just see this too let me let me show you the screen this is some very odd i've been dealing with weird sodas got owl hoot juice Got uh, Rocky Mountain Rock Cakes, Grizzly stew, stew, Cactus Soup, and Rattlesnake Rings. Um, and the whole family and of, of mice are, like, eating underneath him. Like, do you think like, it's just, wow. there's yeah. so much runoff from a Desperate Dan meal that there's, like, colonies of mice? And he's got a cactus in the shape of his own head. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. I don't Maybe think, I like Desperate Dan. I don't know if Dandy still... I think Dandy died. I think Bino survives partly maybe just out of like nostalgia, like it's sort of like an institution. But I think the Dandy is now defunct. Mm. Okay. Does it have? Does Dandy have a tombstone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they buried it right <laughs> next, next to Zappomatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if, if we're winding down here, I think, you know, a, qu- a question we're um, trying to figure out um, is with this whole Europe month, we're covering places we haven't been to. And we're wondering if we were if any of the three of us were to take a real European vacation and, you know, eight years or so from now, uh, were we to go uh, to the, the place you live for, for a long time, England, uh, is, is this uh, worth is it worth a trip? To Chessington, do you, should should we make time to actually go there? Were we to do a, a British vacation? I think yes. I think you should do it, and I think part of the argument is that you could very easily combine it with Thorpe Park or Legoland, like any any nearby um, British theme park. Like there, there's a few down there. If you had to, well, I no, I think it's worth it. I think it would be better to go to Chessington for this show than Alton Towers where you would just ride a bunch of, you know, very professional rides, but maybe there's a little less weirdness to dig into. If you're going to Britain, yeah. Chessington, it's a day trip. Like, you know, you can be in London, you can do other stuff, and then you can like devote one day to Chessington and easily conquer it. Sure, sure. What if we were to go to Chessington, what kind of flowers would we lay at the gravesite of Zappomatic <laughs> to pay our respects? Poppies? Do you poppies? lay a poppy? Do we wear the poppy? And that is, of course, a classic yeah. in memoriam. Yes, for Brits. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we could start a tradition. We could turn 
uh, Zappomatic's grave into like kind of a happening scene, like Jim Morrison's grave, oh, yeah. you know, where people like drink and party and have sex on it and graffiti it and stuff. Although I think it's probably been blocked from doing that for a long time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, you know, we can turn it into a, a spot of uh, rivalry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, smashing. <laughs> I, I will say, I feel like they're trying to keep away too many guys like us. Because when I tried to look up, like, book your trip, and I tried to do more than one night, it broke the website. <laughs> okay. Like, it would not They're let like, me put nah, it. You, Maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right, back off, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so they made the decision for you, I guess. So perhaps one yeah. night and no more is suitable. One, because they give you the second day free. A lot of these British parks right now are doing like buy a night and then you get a second ticket for the day you check out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say real quick, I was on the website looking around and I know this is probably just a change of terminology from us to England or it's just a difference. Um, but it says a magical short break awakes, awaits, excuse me, uh, and it's Santa Claus. And it says, plan ahead and make your family's Christmas wishes come true with a magical short break at Chessington World of Adventures Resort. Your overnight festive package includes access to the resort's Christmas event. Meet and greet with Father Christmas in his grotto. Hey. <laughs> cool. So they don't Just like half. They, they have stuck to Father Christmas. That is still what Father, Father Christmas. Christmas. And he has a grotto. He's got a grotto. Not a cabin. Mm-mm. He has a grotto. So He's got a grotto. All the guys are in there, you know, Jimmy Khan, Scott Khan in the grotto. It looks like <laughs> I'm reading, it looks like they're not making you wear a mask right now, but they there are certain rides that you have to wear a mask on, such as the Gruffalo River Ride Adventure. You have to wear, a, you, though you do have to wear a sex mask in Santa's grotto. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like an eyes wide shut thing. You got to wear like a Harlequin. Yeah, that's exactly mask. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All the stars, yeah. everybody's hanging out there. Professor Burp is, is hanging out. And they'll be, they'll, you know, he, he set up, since he got kicked out, he set up his juice jacuzzi in Father Christmas's grotto. And then sometimes there'll be just like a little bit of a little bit of a bubble up, and people will go, "Oh, geez, Professor mm-hmm. Burp's farting again." And Desperate Dan is in the corner just eating a big pie. It's Prince so Andrew. <laughs> Prince Andrew's in the grotto. <laughs> he can't sweat though. He has a problem. He can't be sweating though. So right, you won't know if he's nervous or not. Uh, it's oh, a happening. Guys. Oh, yes, go ahead. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't, I, we didn't even mention um, the, a connection to a very recent episode we did before we went abroad. Um, mm. it, Chesington is owned by Merlin Entertainment, which owns Alton Towers, Madame Tussaud, Legoland, Gardaland in Italy, and Sea Life Aquarium. And I bring this up uh, because Sea Life Aquarium was one of the attractions slotted for the American Dream in beautiful New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> the mall, the New Jersey mall. Oh, wow. This entity, yeah. Merlin Entertainments was going to Merlin create Entertainment. The New Jersey Mall Aquarium. Uh, have you been, David, have you been uh, bothered by this American Dream thing in any tangible way being I out on that coast? I haven't been bothered by it. <laughs> I don't know, is it going to start? Is it going to start like affecting my day to day life? Is that part of the plans? 
Uh, How I imagine it is that all New Yorkers are just furious about this thing all the time, throwing rocks at it. Yeah, right. Like it stinks. It's emanating a smell that makes its way to your apartment. Uh, it's near the like the the giant stadium, right? The MetLife Stadium, right? I have not. I have yeah, not I yet been affected yeah. by American Dream. <laughs> uh, well, I'm praying that you will have the opportunity to go there and uh, to see some fish, I guess. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Maybe the, you know the Santa's Grotto could get built there as well. <laughs> Seems like a good way to <laughs> attract some uh, attract some people uh, as their mall fails into case. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, this this has been a lot of fun. What what a fun uh, uh, indeed a world of adventures to to check out. Uh, David Simpson's Revive podcast, The Ride. Thanks for joining us on our European expedition. Uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? I mean, thank you guys for having me. It was really uh, a delight to find a way to fit into this podcast. Uh, which I really oh, yes, enjoy. Absolutely. <laughs> of um, uh, I, I host Blank Check, uh, Griffin and David. It's a movie podcast. I'm sure Griffin has mentioned it, uh, obviously, when he's on, um, where we go through director's filmographies. And yeah, you can read. I'm a film critic at The Atlantic. You can read my stuff there. Not that there are many movies to write about right now, but we're doing our best. That's me. Well, yeah. Are you doing like, do you have to like come up with a thousand ways to do like remember when and uh <laughs> yep 1999 had <laughs> some much. good movies and <laughs> blood from a stone at this point uh i think you should just keep writing about doolittle until the pandemic is over i will yes that's what i should i'll, I'll swing back around to doolittle yeah a 10-part essay on extraction <laughs> <laughs> um uh well and also and hey uh we just found one bino land is uh is is waiting for you yep. i'm sure that, yeah, i'm sure I'm gonna they would enjoy in. i'm gonna explain the bino to everybody <laughs> as many essays as possible uh uh and uh oh wait guys i forgot we have to get uh now that we have covered england we have to get our passport stamped and there it is cook chunk uh what is what does that look like that it's uh well i think this actually resembles uh, Jason, I think this is Jason in his new mode as the height miser. Uh, oh, are, it's 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 this it's like a, a new form of of Jason. He's got very high hair, just like uh, the heat miser uh, from uh, whatever that Christmas thing is. Um, ass thing. Yeah, uh, he, he look he looks great, and uh, and his his eyebrows are going up real high again, indicating how much he loves his height. And uh, and he's smiling a big smile that honestly kind of resembles uh, our pal uh, the uh, wait why did I forget the name of the robot or Zappomatic Oh he's smiling a big Zappomatic smile. You know what? I'll take it because I I've been really worried this whole time staring looking at Walter the softie going like oh no another theme park character I resemble Walter the soft <laughs> no you're your own character you're the height miser um, I'll take it from although now, I thought you out. should play who was the ki- who was the guy who would trick people from Bino Roger the Dodger I thought you were more of a Roger the Dodger Jason oh that's fair yeah yeah mm. so honestly although jason could play any of the bino characters let's be you honest. know on my 1000 episode bino podcast you know <laughs> when we all have conflicting bino podcasts, bino dissection podcast sure 
there'll be plenty of time to sort all of this out. Uh, uh, hey, yeah. as for us uh, and for, for the rest of our European vacation, keep following us and our progress on Twitter, on Instagram and our Facebook group. Uh, and you can uh, join us for bonus day trip day excursions over at the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride we just went to uh to popeye village uh also not that far out from uh, uh, griffin's uh, last appearance on the show i don't know if you know this griffin griffin broke the record we uh, we always knew it was his to break longest episode now over on the the second gate about race through new york with jimmy fallon Where's your guys' uh, record at at this? But you've 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 gone over three hours. Yeah, I think over a number three of times. hours. God, and we just <laughs> just yesterday we did another one that was insanely long. Ugh. And it's like one of those things where like now it's just like well, if we do under two hours, we're gonna like I mean, what are we even doing here? Like it's we, we used to do an hour long episodes and it was fine. I don't know what we've done to ourselves. Like I, Bruce, it, Bruce Springsteen concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just as good. We all have just as much yep, talent. That's what I have to offer. Charisma. We're as a Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that will there will be some weird. We're still stuck in this in January. The Super Bowl halftime show will be just like cutting to different podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> so now a thousand zooms. <laughs> um, uh oh boy well anyway yeah lots of hours of content available over there uh, uh hey and if we missed anything about any of these parks uh, please be sure to let us know and email us at podcast.gmail.com anything else uh mike and jason mm, no i just uh just keep zap zap in your prayers i guess <laughs> yeah and watch out for gourds and watch out for gourd watch gourds? out gourds? Gourds? gourds gourds oh i don't know gourds okay it is gorgs. Watch out for gorgs. Gourds. You like watch out for gourds. <laughs> well, there you never know what's going on in those squashes, you know? Decorative gourds are very Decorative scary. Gourds. <laughs> uh, good tip to live your life by. Uh, all right. See you next week. Uh, we'll go elsewhere. And you're actually going to stay around this neck of the woods, perhaps the British Isles, if that's a little bit of a, uh, of a clue. Mm. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.